0: Fisherman's
1: more fish,
0: more often.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Fisherman's Post Saltwater podcast series. This episode is titled Spring and Summer Coat Care, and we're going to be featuring Shane Wall of Cape Fear Marine Detailing, And we've got a good list of topics. He's going to tell us first what happens to your boat over the wintertime. Then we're going to talk about oxidation, some DIY detailer tips, uh, a conversation about sealants, and then how to best care for your boat after a detail, how to get the most out of that investment of a detail. My name is Gary Hurley of Fisherman's Post. Fisherman's Post has been serving the saltwater fishing community since 2003, bringing you fishing reports, fishing information, fishing tournaments, fishing schools, And here in our latest and greatest effort, the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast, where we reach out to captain and guide friends from up and down the North Carolina coast and ask them to share their thoughts, their insights on how to catch more fish more often. Tonight, a special episode, reaching out to an authority in the hull cleaning, gel coat care industry, take care of that boat to get ready for the new season. And in this endeavor, I am joined with my podcast partner, Billy Thorpe of Thorpe Creative, What's happening, Billy? Welcome to another show.
0: Hey, Gary, good to see you again, man. Always a pleasure. Excited about this show. I'm not going to make a joke that I say I don't have a boat. It doesn't matter, all that stuff. Uh, But but, but I'm going to actually go to the joke of Hey, Gary, I bet this episode probably won't be helpful to you because much like your fishing career, you just have someone else do it for you. (laughs) So
1: Yeah, I didn't even know you clean boats. I thought you just get back to the dock and you shake the captain's hand and you tell him you'll call him if you have any questions to finish the article, and then the boat magically just cleans itself. This is all new to me. I know, so you're going to
0: have revelation. You probably should do Gary's best takeaway instead of Billy's best takeaway because I probably know more about this than you do, and I don't even own a boat. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um i actually have a little insight but i i am going to be the i'm going to be shane's uh poster of what not to do uh don't you just bleach wash it all summer long and you know that's it like what i don't understand pressure what's washer about your,
0: it have your kid do it don't you have a teenage kid that'll clean your boat for you why are you even talking about this <laughs>
1: uh, don't get me started on kids today Uh oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! That we could
0: go down a whole rabbit trail, but I won't. I'll bring us back to our sponsors. I want to shout out our sponsors really quickly. Here we got Bland Landscaping Company. Uh, Bland reached out to us, and they are looking for people to join their team—motivated uh, people who enjoy the outdoors, who want to be home, get up early, go to work early, get home early, and be out there with their friends and their family in the uh, in nature and on the boat and fishing and all that stuff. Uh, so we really appreciate Kurt and his team. Uh, man, they reached out to us and said we love the show and we want people in your community to come join our business. And they're really looking for career minded people, Gary. So uh, I like that about out. it, man.
1: I like I like that fit for the podcast that they're actually looking for career minded individuals. And in addition. Like they look to incorporate the career into your life, not have their career take over your life. I think they've got a great yeah. approach, man, yeah, I hope, man. I hope they find some good quality out there. It makes sense. There's plenty of people out there that that makes sense for.
0: Yeah. And they got, they're got they a big company. They got a lot of benefits. I looked on the website and thought, you know what? If I retire out of the podcast business, I'm going over there. But landscaping is probably too much work for me. You know, let's just be real. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can
1: even remove probably from that sentence. <laughs>
0: All right. And our next sponsor has been with us since episode number five, Marine Warehouse Center. I get a quick message from them and we'll be right back. The Marine Warehouse, we have everything. We have new boats, we have parts, we have accessories, new trailers, we have a complete service department with highly trained technicians. Anything you need to get out on the water, we have it. At Marine Warehouse Center, as we've grown over the last few years, now have a large section of marine supplies from start to finish for all your boating needs. What I love about this region is to be able to get out on the water, and also we love to be able to get you out on the water. The best part of working at Marine Warehouse is being able to get involved with the customers and share a love for the water. There you go, Gary. And if anybody's listening or watching and you have a little bit of FOMO at the end of this episode that you don't have a boat to detail, Marine Warehouse Center can take care of you. Just go see those guys uh, in in Wilmington and in the Charleston area, and they ship worldwide as well. So I just want to make sure I, I shout that out as well.
1: Yeah, good friends. Good friends, Marine Warehouse Center. And, uh, you know, yeah, they, they take care of you, as we always state, man. They take care of the fishing boating community. They're part of the fishing boating community. So, yeah, man, you know, nothing like getting a boat and then – and then signing up for Shane to get a detail or, <laughs> or you're industrious and you take what Shane shares tonight and you actually do it yourself. I mean, I would take it to Shane, but maybe you're, you're the type yeah. that you would do it yourself. Good for you.
0: Yeah. If I bought a brand new boat, no way. I would take it to someone professional because I would screw it up. I'll do whatever you're not supposed to do, I wish we we're going to learn tonight. So maybe I'll know better by the end of the episode, but till then, I'm going to share a little fish picture with Gary this is Curtis Bailey with a 23-inch redfish caught on cut bait. He was fishing with Captain Chris Kirmie, or Kimry of Mount Maker Charters out of Atlantic Beach. Uh, good-looking hat and good-looking fish. I was going to cut more of the hat out, but I liked it, so I kept it and cut the tail of the redfish off, which was beautiful. So, sorry about that. If you're watching, you didn't get to see the tail.
1: And, you know, I, I think another reason why that photo was selected is Captain Chris Kimry is smart enough to have a, bait cutting board on the side of his boat and not use the side of his boat as a bait cutting board. (laughs) And I don't know if Shane is going to mention that as a don't do, but I like that Chris knows it's a don't do. You don't cut that bait on the side of your boat. Have a simple cutting board. Yeah, that's a pretty good pro tip.
0: I didn't even see it. I'm actually going to go back and, oh yeah, there it is. That's pretty cool. All right. That's pretty neat. So if you are the owner or the manufacturer of that cutting board, you want to be a sponsor of the show. (laughs) <laughs> call us uh, or email Billy at Fisherman's Post if you're interested in sponsorship. And then also if you want to buy Gary a coffee because he's looking a little sleepy, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Fisherman's Post and support Gary and I as creators because we're so
1: creative and fun. <laughs> hey, and uh, speaking of cleaning, I've got a Terrell joke.
0: Oh, I forget all about the Terrell joke. See me just blasting blast through? Go for it. I'm excited about the Terrell joke.
1: And it is. I mean, speak. this joke is about cleaning. So here we go. Terrell's joke. Terrell of Marine Warehouse Center's joke. Not mine, to be clear. Here you go. What detergent do fishermen use?
0: use tied. Damn it.
1: You know, I was actually thinking, Billy is a great <laughs> sidekick because even when it seems like an obvious answer, whether he doesn't know <laughs> the answer or not, he just doesn't say the answer. And I just had that thought, and then look at you. You just ruined it.
0: I'm on fire You just ruined tonight. the joke. I'm on fire during this recording. I love it. What other questions you got, Gary? You know what? I'll just just—I'll just do the interview. We'll put Shane away. I can probably tell you.
1: All right, Gary's guest takeaway. <laughs> Wake me up. 40 minutes.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'll let you guys get to talking about
1: cleaning and all that fun stuff. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure to introduce to the show Shane Wall, Kate Fear, Marine Detailing, Here in the Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach area, uh, spring and summer gel coat care. Welcome to the show, Shane. I very much appreciate you making yourself available. Going to share some knowledge with us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Gary. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, man, you know, uh, coming on the show, we always have two questions before we get to the main event. And I absolutely want to get to the main event. I do want to be smarter as in how to take better care of my boat, how to take better care of that investment. But before we get to the main event, we always have the two questions. You let me know you're ready, and I'll give you question number one. Yeah, I'm ready. Question number one. So, why should we listen to anything you have to say about taking care of a boat, about gel coat care? Why?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that the first thing is you know the amount of time I've spent on a buffing wheel um, and you know with a scrub brush in my hand. Um, I've been detailing since. Uh, 2017, I did a brief stint like right after college in 2014. Um, and, uh, yeah, ended up moving to California, um, came back and went straight into detailing for a dealership in town. Um, I've learned from some really great detailers. Um, so yeah, I started out detailing full time for about two years. Um, and then just working for another company, you know, the money wasn't there. Um, so, you know, just trying to, do what was best for my career. I uh, took a job actually at the dealership in sales um, and ended up transitioning into financing. Uh, But throughout that process, um, I was doing detailing as supplemental income the entire time. Um, As many boats as I could do, you know, I was just working a ton. Um, And, you know, once I kind of got through the office life, um, you know, I realized that I don't know, I'm, I'm just more of a person that likes to work with his hands. Um, and I I knew that I was really good at detailing and um, you know, not trying to toot my own horn, you know, but I, I enjoy it. And I mean, that's what's most important to me. Um, so I actually took a job in marine construction, working for a friend, because uh, he was able to provide some flexibility and that's allowed me to start my business. Um, really in the last six months, I've, I've started it and started taking, um, it a lot more seriously, and it's Cape Fear Marine Detailing. Um, and really, this, the starting of the business has has really helped my work evolve. You know, learning from someone else at another company, you know, you learn how to do things one way. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely a perfectionist and like to do things as well as I can. Um, so once I was freed up and doing things on my own and, you know, really taking, taking this really seriously, um, you know, I started taking a deep dive into – into different products, different processes, you know. I've got a couple of great mentors. Um, I mean, diving deep on YouTube, product manuals, all that. So yeah, that uh I think that sums it up.
1: And that's the that's as solid as an answer as we get on this show. I like I like the journey, man. Well question number two, as tradition goes, is a non topic related question. You tell me you're ready, I give you question number two. Yes sir, ready. Well, paying attention to detail, the detailing trade and paying attention to detail reminds me of the Where's Waldo books. I I hope you're familiar with the Where's Waldo books. So your question is this. I want you to guess. I'm, I'm guessing you don't know, so I'm going to ask you to guess. What's the world record for the largest gathering of people dressed as Waldo? It happened in Dublin in 2011. I'm even going to give you some choices. Did we have just over 2,000 people dressed up as Waldo just under 4,000 people dressed up as Waldo or just over 8,000 people dressed up as Waldo world record, largest gathering.
2: I'm going to go big, uh, with 8,000.
1: Well, it was about half that it was just under 4,000 okay. Dublin, Ireland, 2011. What a weird detail to have that many Waldos, but, uh, enough of our non-topic question. Um, I love when you set in. I love the way you wanted to start this podcast, your podcast out, and just letting us know because that's certainly appropriate for this time period. What does happen to our boat over the winter? Like, what are we looking at? What do we need to battle when we start thinking again about the new season?
2: Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. And it really depends on how you store your boat. Um, you know, ideally, if you got deep pockets, you're storing your boat inside in a temperature control warehouse or your garage. Um, you know, where no sunlight's getting to it. Maybe you even have it covered in there, so no dust is getting on it. Um, So that's at one end of the spectrum. Another end of the spectrum is, you know, you're under half of a shade tree, getting tons of sunlight on one part of your boat and getting, you know, live oak leaves dropping all over your non-skid and and smooth gel coat. Um, And, you know, your boat is just getting tattered with UV rays and, you know, gel coat's breaking down. And then you got hard to remove stains everywhere. Um, so yeah, really it just depends on, um, how meticulous you are in, in storing your boat. Biggest thing, you know, the biggest enemy to your boat is, is the sunlight. I mean, salt, salt is too, but really for your gel coat, I mean, I think more than anything else, the, the sunlight is, is, uh, is tough on the boat and especially here with the amount of heat that we have, you know, versus like somewhere, I don't know, in the great lakes or you know, the Northeast, like the amount of energy we get from the sun really doesn't number on your gel coat. So, um, yeah, you might say, you know, your boat's uncovered, you go out to your driveway. It's, you know, the first time you really looked at your boat, you know, if you're not really anal about upkeep, uh, it's the first time you really like thought about it all season, you're getting ready to take it out. Um, and, and you rub your fingers down the gel coat. Um, and you look, you know, you got the the classic chalk on there. You know, that means that the sun and the oxygen, I'm not a scientist, but it's, you know, it's interacted with the gel coat. I guess it's uh, stolen some electrons. (laughs) Um, That's what I've read. Um, And makes your gel coat really brittle and turns it into a fine powder. And then gel coat is really porous and that powder finds its uh, its way into all the pores. Um, And yeah, that's when you got to either know what you're doing or call a detailer in town.
1: So climate controlled environment, you're right. There's few of us that have the ability means whatever for climate controlled. So if, if we are storing it outside, I mean, buying a cover, a huge advantage, a mo- medium advantage.
2: Um, I think it's a it's a really, really big advantage for your top side. Um, like I said, sunlight is, is your worst enemy. And like, I mean, just to illustrate that. Go onto any boat that's, you know, well-worn, you know, 15-year-old boat that's only been waxed a couple times, and open up the compartments. Um, I mean, you know, take like a Grady or a Parker that, you know, typically has that creamy color um, when you buy it new. If you open up the compartments and there's smooth gel coat inside of the compartments, you know, typically they're going to be, you know, still have that glossy, creamy color um, they're going to feel really smooth. And then, you know, the rims of the compartment, you know, wherever the the sun is, it's going to be all broken down and, and chalky. So, I mean, I, I really, think I'm a big proponent of of covers, you know, for if, if you really are serious about wanting to keep your gel coat in good condition.
1: So to, I guess what we do next depends on the level of care it needs or the level of even repair it needs. And so how do we determine, we being a boat owner, like this is something that I can reasonably expect to bring back myself or, Hey, you know, I might, this is a serious, maybe I just need someone at least at the beginning of the season to bring me back to the, my best starting point.
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, using your, your eyes and your, you know, sense of touch is is really Two biggest things when you're assessing your gel coat, you know. I'm going to talk mostly about gel coat here. Uh, you know, just cleaning, you know, is is a little bit easier. It's a little more user friendly. You know, you do have to know the the cleaning products, and we can talk about that if you want. But I'm going to focus mostly on gel coat. Um, so, first thing I do when I when I get to a boat, and I'm you know going to quote it or you know just assessing what it needs is. I try to see if there's a reflection in the boat. Um, so just, the sun doesn't lie. Um, and, in any of my Instagram posts, you know, I've been putting hashtag can't hide from the sun. Um, you know, so if you're looking in your, even if it feels like, let's say you touch the gel coat and, and it feels still pretty smooth. If you look down at it from one angle, it still looks pretty, you know, pretty glossy, good shine. Um, that doesn't mean it doesn't have oxidation on it. It's probably light oxidation, but you know, if you find the, um, the sun's reflection in the gel coat and it's not a, like a perfect disc, like if it's, if it's hazy looking, um, if it's definitely, if it's orange, um, or maybe, you know, you're not getting any direct reflection at all. I mean, that's worst case scenario. So, um, you know, break down, let's say, Break down kind of how you know if you need to wet sand it, how you know if you need to compound it, how you know if it's just a polish, or, you know, best case, you just need to wax it. Um, so first thing, wet sanding. Um, generally, if you're rubbing your fingers down the the smooth gel coat, and you can hear it, if it feels like uh, like a sandpaper almost, um, and you can hear I'm sorry. I'm getting a little Siri just was activated on my computer. Okay. I think I'm good. Um, but yeah, if if you can hear your, your fingers going across the gel coat and you look at them and they have chalk on them, typically that means it's going to be hard to get away with just compounding. Um, you definitely can do four rounds of compounding and put a ton of stress on your buffer, but you know, chalk and, and really rough texture is a, is a good sign of wet sanding. Compounding, um, you know, heavy cutting, there might be a little bit of texture, but you know, your gel coat still going to be pretty smooth. Uh, if you were to find the reflection in the boat, um, you're going to have significant haze. Like if you put putting your, your phone light up to it, that's, or a detailing light, You know, you won't be able to make out the individual bulbs. You'll just kind of see like a, you know, just kind of a a circle, a hazy circle. And in the sun, you know, it might be kind of orange or you might not be able to, you know, really pick out a perfect circle shape. That's, that's really what you're looking for. Like a perfect circle, um, in the sun's reflection. So if that's the case, you know, a good compounding one or two rounds should help you out, um, Polish, if you still have, you know, if you still have a, a good bit of gloss on your boat, you know, no texture, it's just really, really smooth like glass, but you see the sun's reflection and you see that orangey color um, as opposed to, you know, more of like a a pure glass reflection. Um, that typically means you're just going to need some light to medium polishing. Um, and then best case scenario, and honestly, you know, I've had a ton of customers, and we we'll talk about this later, but you know, come to me saying they just need a wax. Um, and you know, if your if your boat was undercover and indoors, you know, the wax could have broken down a little bit over the winter. Um, you know, then you then you might just need a wax. Uh, you know, if that reflection looks perfect and there's perfect gloss. And yeah, covered indoors, you probably just need a wax. But I think I think that kind of covers, you know, my making sense here. <laughs>
1: Yo, man, I followed everything. So if I'm at the bottom of the sort of scale, then it's wet sanding. And can Joe Blow, like me, get reasonable results wet sanding? Or is the risk that I'm actually going to mess up the gel coat high enough to where, of course, you want me to bring my boat to you and you make money and all that. But what about wet sanding? Is that something that reasonable to expect someone like me to do without messing up the gel coat?
2: i i definitely wouldn't recommend it um if your boat's in that bad a shape you know and let's say you know it's a boat manufacturer that or maybe it's just that that boat in particular you know they didn't spray a ton of gel coat on it you know your gel coat could be really thin um and it's it's pretty easy sanding i mean even for me now i've done tons i mean i've done Lots of sanding and, you know, it's still, it's still a scary process because you can go through the gel coat and, you know, you got to really do some non, you know, inconspicuous test areas and, you know, the gel coat thickness might not be the same throughout the whole boat. Um, I mean, I think any detailer you talk to, you know, can say that they probably sand it through <laughs> some, some gel coat at, at some point. Uh, I mean, I've never done it, you know, bad, but, but it happens. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend if, if you have that like really, really textured sandpaper feel on your gel coat, um, I would call someone for sure.
1: And then how do I know if I'm looking at my, that's a great answer. I mean, I follow what you said. I'm not surprised at that answer. So then if I move up to compounding, so how is it that I would gauge like, Hey, this is a two compound or, I mean, at one point you even said, maybe you put some elbow into it and go four compound. Like, how do I know? Like once I've done a compound that I'm good, I don't need another round.
2: So I'm just going to go back to the, the reflection of the sun or if you have a good detailing light, Um, the reflection is everything. Um, You know, when, when a detailer, you know, or when, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself here, when I'm looking at a boat, I'm definitely looking, I feel like I'm looking 10 feet into the gel coat. You know what I mean? I'm definitely looking at a gel coat completely different than the majority of customers my customers are, are looking, um, you know, some people are, some customers are really anal and that, you know, they'll look at the boat from five different angles, but it's really easy like in photos to, to make your boat look shiny, even if it's like really oxidized, just depending on, you know, the angle that, that you're looking at, at the boat, you know, if you look just straight down the gel coat, kind of like, like your eyesight's almost, you know, your line of sight's parallel to it. Um, it's easy to make it, you know, to think that it's really, really shiny and, you know, and there's no oxidation there. But if you take a light and you kind of move it back and forth off the gel coat, you know, I don't know, two feet and it's a fairly bright light. Like I like, you know, Larry lights are are nice. I I honestly use my my phone flashlight a lot. You know, you could spend over a hundred bucks on a sand grip um, detailing light if you want it. But just any good bright reflection, if you start to really, if you're using a light, if you can make out the hard lines around a bulb, um, like a light bulb, or if you see the sun and it's got cr- like a crisp, you know, it's a crisp circle. It's not, it's not hazy. It's not like, you know, you're not like lighting up a big section on the boat. It's just, you can see a nice circle. Oh, yeah. And so,
1: and th- that's good. I, I follow that. And then my follow-up would be, and again, not surprised that w- wet sanding is a risky endeavor. How risky is compounding?
2: Uh, I really don't think compounding is that, that risky. Um, you know, people talk about, you know, putting deep squirrels in the boat and stuff. And I mean, I feel like, you know, for DIY detailers, like most of the time people aren't putting enough pressure on their buffer. Um, I mean... I've leaned into boats really, really hard, uh, you know, quite a bit with a, with a buffer. And I mean, if the boat's really old, you know, and the gel coat is already extremely eaten out and porous, yes, you can buff through, but I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to get through the oxidation on a boat like that anyway, you know? Um, so I, I mean, I don't think the risk is, is too bad with, with, uh, compounding and, and, you know, once you put swirls in the boat, that's what polish is for.
1: Okay. So I'm not quite sure. I mean, those were my follow-up conversations from sort of the levels you said about what to look for and what the application method would be. So I'm going to just defer to you and say, so now where do we go with this conversation? You know, now how can I best benefit from what you have to share?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, I was just planning on going over um, just a couple of DIY detailing tips, um, you know, machines and, You know, there's so much information out there, you know, it's like, you know, it's like nutrition. It's like, you know, you can be pulled in 20 different directions, you know, this diet, that diet, no diet, whatever, you know, there's a hundred different pads out there. There's a hundred different products. So, um, I just want to kind of break down what I know, what works for me. Um, and yeah, I think a good starting place is, you know, we went over, um, Assessing your boat, but, um, you know, if, if you were to buy one machine for detailing for, for, um, you know, taking care of your gel coat, what would that be? In my opinion, a rotary buffer, a variable speed rotary buffer. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of people out there who may have detailed their car's paint, uh, you know, or just went out and bought, you know, a cheap dual action Harbor Freight buffer, and if you just need to do some, some, some polishing, you know, you can get away with that, but, but really like gel coat is so much harder than, and even Marine paint is so much harder than like the clear coat of a car paint. Like you really need an aggressive, you know, like I like do all Makita makes a great one. You can go, go to Harbor Freight and get one for, uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had a Harbor Freight one, but I assume under a hundred bucks there, but that's that's my number one machine. You, you know, get get a rotary variable speed buffer. Um,
1: yeah. I like that. Uh, I mean, I, that's a that was the question I was going to ask. Is you know, what, so what do I need to sort of have in the garage for when I'm ready to do this annually? And uh, so what else? I mean, this is perfect. I like this section about DIY tips, man. So a, a variable speed buffer,
2: right? Um, so the next thing you got to think of. For gel coat care is, is, um, let me go back just a second. Um, cause when, one thing I didn't say is you know, when you are going to buff your boat, um, something that is neglected is you really need to clean the gel coat. Um, cause the oxidation is built up in the pores. So, and, and when, you know, you have a really heavily oxidized boat, it's okay to, it's okay to, you know, use a more aggressive soap. So I honestly, I like using like Dawn dish soap, you know, mixed with water. Um, and really trying to get in there and removing all the oxidation that I can, all that white chalk. Um, cause when you're buffing on top of that, you know, it, it's just going to be another barrier. It's just, you're trying to rip all that out with the, with the compound and the polish. Um, but you know, that, that is a good first step. So, okay. That was my little segue. Now back to the machine. Um, once you have a machine, you got to think about pads. Um, And like I was saying before, you know, there's a hundred thousand different pads out there. Um, But really the two biggest ones that you want to think about are um, I like double-sided, but you know, a wool uh, cutting pad Um, 3M makes a great one. Uh, They're a little bit pricey. Um, I feel like they hold up really well, but you like buff and shine makes a cheaper. one. There's tons of, tons of companies out there. And then um, a wool or synthetic, polishing pad. Um, again, same thing. Uh, 3M makes a really good one. Presta, Buff and Shine, tons of companies out there. But those two pads are, are your, your biggest ones. If you want to get, you know, really into a perfect, no swirl, no nothing, no hologram finish, you know, you can get into some foam pads, but two pads, wool and, uh, wool cutting pad and uh, wool polishing pad. Um, I really like to double sided it because once you burn one side out, you know, the other one, you just flip it right over and you got another one waiting for you. Gotcha. So
1: right on. I'm, I'm falling all, I'm following along. This is all sage advice. I'm ready for number one. I'm ready for the next tip.
2: Okay. Yeah. So next tip, um, you know, obviously, honestly, it's, imp- it's really important to have a good quality set of rags. Um, and I mean, buy a bunch of them. Um, cause as you're, you know, wiping product off your boat, um, you know, your rags will start to get caked with compound polish, wax, or whatever, and then they're not really doing doing the job. Um, and there's also, like, some value, I mean, you can look videos up on this, but how you fold the rag in your hands, you know, like, to maximize the life of the rag, you know, I fold it the squares, you use one surface, and then once it kind of starts getting a little bit caked then you know i'll flip it around use the other side and you end up having eight mini rags in one because you're you know folding it in quarters you can use both sides so i think that's a kind of valuable overlooked tip you're not just bunching the the rag up and you know just getting all chaotic with it um and yeah and then then you got to start thinking about you know this kind of nice segue into the whole next um topic um and something I've been kind of diving deep into lately. Um, you got to pick your, your sealants. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a, a good
1: so thing. let's go to sealants, man. I was I know, not, I know little to nothing about it. So I definitely want to hear what you have to share.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody, you know, everybody comes up to you as a detailer to comes up to me and, you know, yeah, I just need a good wax. Um, and, That's a common misconception, you know, I mean, like very, very common, you know, people think, you know, they got an oxidized, they got gel coat. That's an okay condition, you know, but there's some oxidation there. They think that if they put some wax on it, it's going to bring back out the shine and, and it's going to, you know, solve all your, all your gel coats issues. Um, But it's really, really important before you put sealants on the boat to remove the oxidation and, you know, start to kind of cut out some of the pitting, some of the porosity in the, in the gel coat. Cause I mean, with, with wax definitely with polymer sealants and like ceramic coatings in particular, you know, you start to, you start to wipe the wax on and and when you, um, when you wipe it off, you'll notice that there's streaks left behind. Um, And, you know, my interpretation of that is, is the, you know, the, the porosity is, is, so aggressive on the gel coat that the wax is kind of getting caught behind in the little, you know, the little pits and you can't wipe enough of the product off. So you're left with this, you know, terrible streaky look. And if you don't look at it in the right, you know, in the right light or the right angle, it might look like you shine it up a little bit. But again, the sun doesn't lie. You can't hide from the sun. If you look directly into, you know, a light or the sun's reflection, you're going to see the streaks and, um, yeah, it's not going to look good. Um, but back to, you know, what sealants there are out there, you know, as far as like the different, um, types of sealants and, you know, their pros and cons. Um, first one is wax. Um, everybody knows car, I think it's carnival wax. Um, I honestly never looked into how to, pronounce that i think it's carnival wax um that's you know that's the most common thing um so like a you know your colonite um 3m makes a wax um you know some auto waxes are, you know are pretty good for marine as well you know they don't really hold up as good though but um pros for for waxes um they're generally you know compared to polymer sealants and ceramic coatings they're they're really easy to apply um, You do need to work it into the surface a little bit, um, but they're pretty easy to apply and they're a lot easier to wipe off than um, other synthetic products that actually kind of cure and have a stronger bond on your surface. Um, So that's the biggest pro for me. Uh, Cons, um, longevity. Um, In our environment, you know, with a lot of, heat and sunlight, um, you know, some waxes will claim six months, you know, but really like in, in aggressive direct sunlight, if if you're putting a wax on and, you know, especially, you know, not everybody takes care of their, their gel coat, you know, the right way, especially if you're not taking care of it, you know, you could honestly you could strip that wax in one or two washes if if you're not doing it properly and not using the right chemicals. And I mean, I think max, you know, even if you're using a really like a wax with a high level of carnauba in it, um, you know, or like a paste wax, um, you know, you're still, you know, two to three months is, is probably all you're going to get. So that's, that's kind of the drawbacks, you know, it's really user-friendly, but, the protection you know it's good but you're going to be applying it you know quarterly at least and um yeah and it's it's just not not quite as uh, as as protective as the next two options um does that I, make sense i like
1: this uh, pro i like this pro con approach and so yeah man i'm now i'm ready to hear about synthetic i mean i'm 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 down with this this is working for me
2: yeah cool um yeah so the next kind of step up here um, And this is really what I've been getting into using more consistently um, is polymer sealants. Um, When I learned to to detail, you know, um, I I was just taught one way. We just used one set of products. um, And, you know, I was using a lot of colonite and a couple other different wax products and it all worked great, you know, but working for somebody else, I I didn't, you know, really dive into the research. It wasn't my company. Um, And, you know, since, doing stuff on my own, you know, being the the sole person responsible for the job. um, You know, I want to, I want to know what's absolutely best on, on people's gel coat. And, um, you know, as far as an affordable sealant, polymer sealants are the way to go. Um, So, you know, I I like using Rejects. Um, What else? Uh, Jescars makes a good product. Uh, Stark Yacht Care makes a good product. Um, And, they are a little bit more difficult to apply. You, you know, a lot of them are best put on with um, or applied with a, like a polisher, like a dual action polisher. And you use um, just uh, like a, a finishing pad. So really soft, not, you know, no cut whatsoever. And you work it into the surface for a little while. Um, and then you, there's kind of a, a curing process. A lot of them you have to wait, you know, maybe three minutes, maybe five minutes, some up to like, 15 or 30 minutes. Um, you kind of wait for the the product to cure. Um, and then you can wipe it off. Um, some, some drawbacks there, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to apply and it's definitely more difficult to to wipe off. Um, I mean, and by more difficult, I mean, you're just wiping something off. It's not like a crazy, you know, it's not rocket science, but you're going to put a lot more elbow grease into it. Um, I mean, you got to go over the same spot quite a few times. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to, to miss some stuff. So you, you really got to, you know, be looking deep into your into your gel coat and, and covering every uh, every square inch to make sure, you know, you're not leaving any material behind. Um, but where polymer sealants shine, uh, no pun intended there, um, are their, their longevity. Um, a polymer sealant, you know, if you're taking care of it, should last you, you know, a, a, an entire season. It should last you around six months. Um, you know, they're not indestructible by any means, but, you know, if you're if you're taking good care of it, you're washing it, you know, regularly, you're not beating it up with degreaser and, you know, other harsh chemicals like you talked about earlier, uh, you know, just bleach bath in your boat. Um, polymer sealants are, are, are great. Um, you know, same shine that, that wax provides, um, but just last a whole lot longer.
1: And so I'm going to guess that ceramic is harder to apply yet more expensive to apply, but even longer than six months.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, ceramic coating, um, I've noticed it's, it's started, you know, blow up in the, in the boating world. It's been been around for a long time. Um, it's been around since the seventies, um, but it, it just never really caught on. Um, yeah. Ceramic coating. Um, I'll start with the pros. Um, you know, you're going to get, you know, depending on your product and not all, definitely not all products are created equal. Um, you're going to get and anywhere from, I mean, in my opinion, you know, 18 months to, to two years, uh, if you're taking care of it properly. Um, you know, some companies will, you know, they'll, they'll say three years. Um, and you know, and if, if they got a product that's less than three years, that that's great. You know? Um, but in my opinion, you know, I, I think with a harsh marine environment, uh, I never promised more than, you know, 18 months to, to two years, um, you know, based on the products that I'm using. Um, so longevity is, is big. Um, the, the whole reason you're putting a sealant on your gel coat is to protect from oxidation. Uh, you're protecting your investment, you know? Um, and ceramic coating is like the elite, way to, I mean, it's the creme de la creme of, of protecting your gel coat. Um, another thing that it does really good is it makes cleaning a lot easier. Um, you know, there is, there's some people out there that, you know, like some rumors that, you know, you, you basically never have to wash your boat again. You just spray it and, you know, every bit of blood, everything comes right off. And it's not quite, you know, it's not some complete miracle product. You're still going to have to you know, put a mitt to it and, but, but it creates a really, really low friction surface. Um, and, and it, the contact angle, um, which fancy word for, you know, water beading on your, uh, on your gel coat is like fantastic. Water beads up like beautifully, especially, you know, right when you put it on, um, and, you know, things just tend to not want to stick to it. Um, Some, some companies even claim that, you know, you can use it as a substitute for bottom paint. I've got, you know, I've had some, some horror stories about that. So I I definitely don't tell anybody that, but um, yeah, what else? Um, You know, it is a lot more expensive. I mean, you, you're, you're going to, you know, it's it's a big investment. Um, But you know, that said you're going to, if you if you want to really take care of your boat and and keep the gel coat in prime condition, not let the oxidation get to it, you know, if you're, if you're getting typical details like a wax, you know, you're, you're going to have to get it waxed four times a year and, you know, and you're going to have to put in work in between that, um, you know, make sure it's clean and stuff. So by the time all said and done, you know, after those two years of your ceramic protection is up, you're going to have spent pretty much the same amount of money, but you got the headache of, calling your detailer, you know, scheduling time to maybe get your boat pulled out of the water, you know, it's just, just less headache. So, you know, you're you're putting the investment up front with a lot less headache.
1: And I'm going to ask you one follow-up on the ceramics. So then after the two year period, I just, I would reinvest, I would reapply another ceramic coating.
2: Um, Yeah. And that pretty much once, you know, I mean you got a couple options um you know you, you could you could do something like a lot of companies and this is something I offer as well you know you could do like a plan where you know once every year um you do like a, spec- a ceramic specific polish and uh reapply the top coat so you know that's going to be a lot less expensive than you know making sure all like everything is stripped off and um you know and reapplying your two coats and Um, but yeah, if you want to, you know, get to that two years, yeah, you're, you're really going to want, you know, the, the shine and the, the protection to be even and yeah, you'll get it reapplied. Well, man,
1: we are coming to the end of our time together, but I do, I definitely want to give you the audience for that last point, because I think it's a good one, you know, how to care for your boat, how to best care for your boat after a detail because detail is no small investment. And so we want to get the most out of our detail investment. So in the little bit of time we have left, man, what's the highlight reel of what we should do to best take care of a detail?
2: Um, You know, I, I really think, you know, wa- wash your boat at least once every two weeks. Uh, and that's just, if you're not using it, if you're using it, just at least give it a spray down when you come in, um, and invest in a chamois. Um, you know, it's a little bit painstaking, but water spots are, are not good for your whatever sealant you have on your boat. They're hard to remove. Um, so, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Wash your boat consistently. Um, if you want to avoid oxidation, just maintain it. You know, wax once every two to three months. Polymer sealant once every six months or so. Ceramic coating. You can get on a year, yearly plan with me or another company in town um, or, you know, you can just have it done once every two to three years. Um, and you know, that'll help protect. Another thing is chemicals. Please, you know, if you want to maximize the longevity of whatever sealant, including ceramic coatings, you know, stay away from aggressive chemicals, degreaser strips, wax right off bleach. Same thing. Acid, same thing. You know, even, even magic erasers, you know, you can't really, they're, they're a godsend to, to any boat owner. But I mean, same thing. They're still gonna strip your wax off. But that's why you gotta reapply it every two to two to three months. You know, sun and breakdown and you know things like that. And when but my boat needs easy, more like,
1: than yeah. rinsing, I'm using Dawn.
2: <laughs> yeah, D- Dawn. Uh, Dawn will will strip off everything, which is right. great for you know for. uh you know, pre buffing, but, uh, definitely do not use Dawn, get a, get a boat soap that says, you know, pH balanced, um, like star make makes a, a product West Marine, pretty much anything that's, that's boat safe is, is going to be okay for your wax and just don't over concentrate it, you know, just a capful full for, for a gallon of water, a little bit more than that, you know, um, that's my biggest tips and oh, and, and don't use a stiff bristle brush on your, on your gel coat. Um, it's fine on the non-skid, you know, you're going to have to use it there, but if you use it on your smooth, you know, you might not be able to see the scratches, but you're putting scratches in your boat. So get, get a soft bristle, get the, the blue sure hold soft bristle brush and you should be good if you want to brush your, your smooth.
1: Shane, to wrap this up, man, tell everyone how they would get in touch with you if they wanted more information or if they wanted to seek your services.
2: Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram, uh, at Cape Fear Marine Detailing. Um, website is com. You can find my contact info on both of those. I also have a Facebook. Um, I'm trying to link up the Instagram and Facebook handles um, for some reason, Instagram and Facebooks aren't are talking together very well for me right now. Um, but yeah, and email address, phone number, all that is on Instagram and website. So yeah, reach out anytime.
1: Man, Shane, thanks for your time. Thanks for your expertise. And uh, you know, look forward to crossing your path soon in the future, man.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: You got it, Shane. Well, Billy, oh, I'm right. not surprised. The bleach wash got ixnade <laughs> by Shane Wall. <laughs> ixnade, bleach wash, and I'm not surprised.
0: Oh man. But what is
1: what is your what is Billy's best takeaway?
0: Well, for all you boat owners, wash your boat as often as you change your underwear, about every two weeks. Right, I mean, you paid all this money. Jesus, just take care of it or hire him or hire Shane to take care of it. I mean, that's it. That's my takeaway. I'm over there like, God, this sounds like a lot of work, man. Buffing and scrubbing and ah, like, forget it. Just come over, come over the house and do whatever. Give you a case of beer and a tip. Let's go.
1: I wonder how low the percentages of boat owners who wax their boat like every three months, like, or even three to four, I'll give it that but I wonder how low that percentile is and they'll spend the big money <laughs> on the detail. And they're told, man, take care of this man. Three, three week, three months. I man, you got to hit it again with wax, man. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. I mean, a few are maybe right. some retired dudes who would <laughs> rather do that than spend time inside with their wife. But other than that, man, <laughs> that boat's out there for the season.
0: All right. That's a challenge. Gary, put you guys up to us. So if you're watching this and you're on YouTube, Comment in the comments of how often do you maintenance your boat and clean it and all that fun stuff. That'll be fun to to learn. So if you're watching, if you're listening, (laughs) just send Gary an email. (laughs) He would love to be inundated with emails about, yes, I wash my boat, or no, I don't.
1: (laughs) Email Terrell at Marine Warehouse Center. Let him know, and then he'll tell me.
0: Yeah, that's right. If he gets his AOL dial up to work, he'll check those emails and let us know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh man well, well man i tell you what i think shane did a great job man he could you could tell man that dude could go as technical as he wanted i mean he could have taken it yeah. way technical knows knew his audience i think he did a good job of relaying on you know his insight i appreciate i appreciate what he did tonight
0: yeah man i absolutely agree and it's a, a good good time and once again if you don't have a boat go to marine warehouse center they'll hook you up they'll get you a, and they're gonna hook you up, they're gonna swipe that credit card or, <laughs> or however they do their financing, but well, they'll get you a boat. Um, and then if you need a job to pay for that boat, consider Bland Landscaping Co. as a career Ooh. change.
1: Oh nice, nice <laughs> sponsor support
0: link. I like that. See, that's why we get them connected. Like there's no excuse why you don't have a boat anymore.
1: We get you a job, right. get you a boat. No big deal. Bland Bland will pay you. And then you just <laughs> sign that check over to Marine Warehouse and Emmett, man, they got you. That's right. That's
0: right. That's how it works. Well, Gary, it was great as always, man. Really appreciate you, and we'll see you in the next
1: one. Thanks, man.